Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to Web3 Weekly by uh, Blockstars. Uh, my name is Kosi and Maureen. Craig. Charlie, the crypto bro. Crypto bro. <laughs> so, um, what are we uh, doing today, guys? Oh, yeah. we're, oh, right, you want to be back? Well, we've got the team to put certain industries of their choice yes. into the bowl, and we're going to randomly pick them and talk about blockchain in that industry without knowing any prior knowledge to what they've put in there. All right. So that's possibly that industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So um, the reason why we are doing this is because, like, um, it's good for businesses uh, to hear um, how the blockchain can be implemented. Not every industry can be blockchain. Or if the blockchain should be. Should be. Or could be. Yes, I think that is important, right? And that's what, uh, so that's what we are doing here today. And before we jump into the, um, our Web3 Weekly podcast, I would like to uh, say thank you to everyone who uh, joined us at our uh, meetup last night at the island. Um, it was it was really good, and just want to say thank you to everyone, right? And what you guys, what do you guys think of that, Maureen? It was such a great event. I was actually really taken back by all the support we got and just the sentiment in the room. Everyone was so happy and excited, and I think we're really. Um, going in the right direction to building the community that we wanted here on the Gold Coast. So if you missed it um, this week, we're going to hold another one next month and every month until the end of the year. So make sure you get along and um, show us some love, support us, meet some cool people. What do you think, you guys? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> community support was fantastic. Yeah, it was so, so cool. First Tuesday every month. First Tuesday every month. First Tuesday every yeah. month. And it was an awesome first event for us too. Yeah. Very oh, yes, first up. That's it, Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. The Genesis. The Genesis meetup. So, guys, um, it, it's it's been really, really good, and I'm so you know so proud about the Gold Coast community, and um, the the skills, the um, the passion among people was like unparalleled, and yeah. it was it was so awesome. All right, on that, let's get into this. All right, ladies first. So obviously we can't see what's in there, right? <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. Actually, I think I'll read it. Ah, uh, why? Like I'm gonna cheat. Oh, so, 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 what are the, hang on, what are the ground rules first? Yeah, let's just discuss this one. Establish those. Yeah. So okay. So the ground rule is that um, I'm gonna let let Maureen read the question, <laughs> okay. and then um, we start from me. How about that? And we'll just... And we just go around. Okay. So we're we having like a brainstorming session. Yes. Trying yes. to figure out like... That's exactly that right. Right. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. All righty. So the first question. The aviation industry, business process, customer experience, and security. Or... Oh, my God. The firearms industry. Oh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, they went two different directions completely. Uh, create an immutable database that logs the journey of every firearm from manufacture to transfer, sale, and resale. Now, that's good. 
I feel like they gave uh, us the answer. I, I think that's a A B question. It's two questions. Yeah, they're two definitely questions, not right? together. Okay, so which one shall you go for? Aviation? Well, yeah. I think aviation only because they gave us the answer to the second one. Yeah. We're trying to look at how could blockchain be used. Oh. They could use firearms, blockchains and firearms. Yeah. So if we split that into two parts. In which one? Well, blockchain can easily be used in aviation <coughs> right now. Mm -hmm. can be used in so many areas. But as far as tracking aircraft parts, because yes, you know, aircraft mm -hmm. parts absolutely, absolutely get reused. You know, they store um, unused aircraft out in dry desert areas and things yeah. like that. Like All right. Two Let's but but it says business processes, customer that's, that's experience and security. Yeah. So I have a good answer for this one. All right. Okay, that's great. Wait, so, that, but that's why don't we hash out all the different ways that yeah. it could be used? Because straight away, I can see um, a use case could be with insurance. So in terms of business processes and yep. customer experience and security, yep. insurance, you know how you insure your flights in case it's delayed or um, cancelled yep. and people get insurance so they get their money back and they can book for another ticket you know, quickly. If they were to use the um, insurance for aviation, you could use an oracle and you could um, use smart contracts to insure your um, flight and that way it's, you know, flight aviation um, information is freely available and yes. very accurate from the centers because they have to yeah. be. So say a um, flight was canceled or delayed more than three hours or something, that information could be fed through an yeah. Oracle and they could have a smart contract that automatically executes, gives customers back their money if their flight was um, canceled or delayed so they could book another flight and that would tick off business processes, customer um, experience and security. Yep. Okay. So um, that that's that, that that's good. You know, I think with, the, with regards to the, I, I would touch base with regards to the um, the parts. That's what I would that say. So, Craig, I will let you talk about the how to track parts because I think that's that's a really good you know supply chain. Yeah, I mean these two blockchains or two uses for blockchain that we're talking about here mm. would most likely be two completely separate blockchains. Yes, of course. In this instance, yes. because obviously the tracking of parts... Can you explain more? Because well, I mean, it, it would probably be a publicly available, like a, a public ledger or blockchain yes. that we were talking about for the front end, especially if it's got payments and things like that. Yeah. You know, you refer to... insurance? It, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And if you were talking about automatically... Were you talking about automatically refunding the... I was... Yeah, so like an insurance policy, any flight insurance, if you have an insurance policy and you get insurance to cover delay or cancel, mm -hmm. it would be to cover the price of the flight and automatically, you know, so, whatever the policy is. So yeah. in, in a cryptocurrency being refunded is what you're saying? Or, or is it, it just it, triggering something that doesn't then infer it? It could be like a user yeah. for the CBDC. Yeah, yeah well that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so with that understanding, it may very well be if it's something that's triggering a fiat payment back to the consumers. Anything could be, yeah, but it's then it could be blockchain. the one blockchain, it might be separate blockchains, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, but you would look at some form of, you know, hyperledger fabric mm. to track the aircraft parts, when they were manufactured, who they were manufactured by, how many hours it's done, which aircraft it's been in, because that's. So why would you use a blockchain for that? Like what happened to Because it's immutable. 
Okay. okay. So what if I made a mistake? So what if you make a mistake when you're entering the data? Re-enter data that overrides. So you enter a new, it, it, new it, it, record yeah, saying... The new record's there, but the old record is still, still there, there yeah. as well. And, and, and it's the same for everything. So you get the full history yes. of where that part's been, how many hours it's done, who installed it, yeah. maintenance, mm. you know, intervals, all that sort of stuff. I'm, yes. I'm going to jump in as yeah. well because today I actually heard something that I didn't even think about before because I'm still, you know, I'm across the blockchain stuff, but I'm still learning NFT stuff. Yes. Today I learned that they're using NFTs in the construction industry um, for parts and for, for building stuff, so BMI, their bin or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and they have like, for example, mm -hmm. the NFT and the parts for elevators and stuff. You know how they only have like a time so it's attaching to every actual yeah. part of the thing and then they can actually tell like oh how do we know which when part was put in and so yeah. they're coming up with some crazy it's, i know that's off yes. topic not no, blockchain no, no. but it's, it, it's you know it's actually for the exact same reason yeah for, for safety requirements yeah. and being able to track the stuff back yes. you would do it in an elevator yeah and, an and that would all be recorded on a blockchain and i guess the smart contracts and you know yeah. mm. i don't know how they're attached with nfts but Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just like, so one yeah. piece part, yeah. one piece in. But like for an elevator, it expires after five years and they need to know what part to replace or what part's been there or yeah. how many trips it's done and whatever like that. Yeah. And aircraft. Right, cool. Do you have yeah, any challenge for the air? Um, there is no crypto. <laughs> I would just decentralize that. Has everyone can fly? Decentralize it. Yeah, Qantas, Qantas points, frequent flyer points can be yeah. tradable. Oh, yes. They could all be tradable. So yeah. I've got a hundred, I need a thousand to go on and fly. Yeah. And then with those uh, frequent flyer points, you could also, the agency, the airline could set up a DAO for those, those people earning points to vote on what flights they might want. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you might want increased flights to Darwin or Airlie Beach or there might be some mm. spot that many people you don't know of want to go. Yes. Mm. But you have an account even so those people could both and push the airline in its own direction from the customer base. Yeah. I love the idea of getting like um, frequent flyer or loyalty points on that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You could definitely use... See? See what I mean? Amazing. Um, yeah. Go. Alright, decentralize it. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you the next one? Did you put that in there, Charlie? Nope. No. Okay. What is it? But I have spoken about yeah. this in previous. I think you should take this on the. Yeah, this is on you. Yeah. This and is... then, yeah. So pretty much what card grading is, if you've got like old basketball cards, you send oh, friend. Or you know, friends cards. Friend. Yes. Oh, yeah. You send them away to PSA or Beckett, and they grade it. They um, have card valuations there, and they grade it on. Something might be a mill out, a millimetre out or half a millimetre out because it was so far down the print line that it was out, so you might get a rated eight. 
but something on the first print line, well, that'll be rated as a 10 because it's in perfect condition. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was about to ask. So, so what is the rating system that they use? Is it just numbered one through 10? Yeah. Yeah. And which one's better, 10? 10. 10. 10. 10's yeah, the best. 10 so you've got a well, PSA, you've got a PSA <laughs> 10, it's yeah. top of the range, and um, it's got a lot okay. more value. So, so tell us, how would blockchain be used in that? Ooh, yeah. Well, in my opinion, it would be good. So, like, you have your you have a hard case on your cards, and that's what they do it, and they have it verified, and you go to the website. But you can actually use that with blockchain technology and have that QR code go through the blockchain. And then on top of that, you can see all the hands that it's traded through if there was an online market for those yeah. cards within PSA. Or so it's almost well. like claiming the physical um, asset to a... You know, digital asset. Yeah, and also you get that um, authenticity. You know, you mm -hmm. scan it, you can reference it on whatever blockchain it may be on, yep. and you can verify mm -hmm. that as well. I have a question or two. So, yes. obviously, <laughs> card gets graded, it's yes. put in a hard case to protect it. How do you know if that hard case has been opened? The card yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Played with, folded, mushed around the edges, whatever the case may be. Mm. So do the gradings do, do the gradings only last a certain period of time? Does that have to be regraded? Regraded I'm not an expert in it, but I believe it's once you've got it graded, that's it. It's been graded. Have you noticed that case? case. Mm -hmm. I haven't had one graded myself, but I'd say there'd probably be a seal around to Yeah, but if you can open the case, if you can no, open the case, you can probably a um, seal that put in there probably can't temper it. I yeah, yeah but if, if you can put a card in one of those cases, yeah, if you broke the case open, you can put it in another one of those cases. Is it like getting a special uh, PSA? Yeah, it'd have to be. So, so each time it's put in the case is when it's graded, and yeah. that would make and sense. And that QR mm. scans back to yeah. say their website okay, well, at the moment, but you yeah. can use blockchain and then follow how many times that card's been traded. Okay. Like because I guess that is like a baseball card just sold for like 15 mm. million 18, last no, week. I think it just broke, broke yeah. world records. Wow. Yes. I forget the name, I don't follow yeah. baseball yeah, yeah, yeah. too well, but. Yeah. I but I guess that's good because I mean, like, when someone says, like, oh, you know, we have, you know, because someone could create that PSA, mm. um, you know, certificate, right? Mm. But if it's on on chain, they can say, oh, it is, you know, it's been graded, yeah. and yes, it's on, on chain. Yeah. This is when it got yeah. graded. Yeah. By who, when, when yeah. who, exactly. who was the grader. Yeah, you could get a lot okay. of information in there. That's how we could get that into, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I can read this. How can we make blockchain help vulnerable people without speculation of tokens or well, how about you read that? <laughs> how can we make blockchain help vulnerable people without speculation of tokens? Valence by Blockchain Ledger. See these prior to this. I can make a team to use nice handwriting. Five people without speculation of something on something <laughs> by Blockchain Ledger. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So it's me again. Like, no, um, I would say, look, how can you help um, vulnerable people? Like, for example, it could be if we use a, a blockchain. 
with regards to people who are, who are need like you know like I don't know drug abuse for example, mm-hmm. right? And if we if the governments now put these things into a, a ledger, like if all goes on on the ledger, you know, then there, once you put something on a ledger, guess what? I, it's there forever, right? I yeah. don't know if you'd be allowed to put that on. That's against privacy. No, no, that's, but that's the point. I that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. So how can we, so if we, you know, we always put these things into a database, and if a database get hacked, people can put other things in there against, you know, so when you put in a, I guess it'd be a lot more safer on a blockchain, but it'd be more like a private permission uh, blockchain that you can, because you only put that information in the database anyway, right? For the MyGov details. If we go back to the first part of the question, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, you know, to help vulnerable people or those in need, Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean that their data needs to be on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. You may simply be starting an NFT project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. To benefit a That's a good report. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There could be a DAO attached to it. Yep. Um, or you could even just have like a program where people can actually donate money and you can actually track it as to where it's used or how it's used as an open ledger to help people. That way we can not, you know, um, target anyone in particular, but we're helping vulnerable people on the blockchain Mm -hmm. by being able to donate or choose who we donate to and Mm -hmm. actually know for sure where the money's gone. Yeah, Yeah. let let them choose who gets it and it's completely traceable. Yeah, people get to, like... And from my reading of this very shocking handwriting, I'm going to ask you for this one. I, I think I know who wrote it. <laughs> I think uh, that person's name starts with L. <laughs> but, um, you know, you could just use blockchain as a GoFundMe, which is open worldwide, right. and yep. you could start building, like, vulnerable people as a broad category, but let's yeah. go homeless, domestic violent people, yeah. domestic mm. violence that are escaping it. You could use that to raise funds to then build communities for those people in certain areas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or it wouldn't even have to be that specific if you were running it down and the you know, the token holders would get to vote mm. where that goes this particular month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if it was an NFT project, for example, and there was decent resale on them and a percentage of that was coming back in mm. to the project. So do you get I feel like you guys are, are more uh, going towards um, help like rather than putting people's yes, information, information yeah. Yeah. then so what is the government at the moment for you know we have people's information in database like MyGov yeah. right and we, we saw it, it got you know like I don't think it got hacked I don't know but you know um, what if a, a platform like that get hacked mm-hmm. and information get changed isn't it there's a lack of issue? That's why they're required legally to have so many layers. They're meant to have it segre- Sorry. Yeah. Um, they're meant to have it segmented. So that all comes in for the cybersecurity yeah. stuff. They have it separated, segmented, encrypted, mm. like all these different things and there's certain things that they can't do and can do. Mm. But I forgot what I said. But I, I think... That but it does say here, without speculations of tokens. That's yeah. right. So that's so why I went to the, the donation wallets. Yeah, that's that all right. Maybe they get rewarded those tokens yeah. that platform-based, yeah. but when you open it up, people, yeah, the market um, decides. Yeah, so. you know, like, again, like, who decides who gets help? Yeah. Who decides that? 
the like DAO. Who, who who runs the DAO? Is it the oh, like people the, like us who are the taxpayers or? Or without the DAO, you could just have certain categories that people choose to donate to mm. rather than yeah. bypassing yeah. a DAO yeah. and they oh, and I then they can check where their money's gone. Mm. Or say they they can just say I want to send this amount to this person and then trace, you know, what was done with it or. Again, if it was an NFT project, mm-hmm. and owning that NFT allowed you to claim a token. I'm not talking about speculating here and having the token be have any monetary value at all. That token simply allows you to vote as to where the royalty funds from resales or sales of the NFT items get spent. What mm-hmm. happens when someone opens up a liquidity pool? <laughs> yeah, but you, you're not. I, I guess you're still meeting this criteria because you're not using that speculation to benefit anybody. That yeah, it's not yeah. reliant on that speculation. The funds that you're raising to help those in need is from either the NFT sales or the royalties they're not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the speculation and everything else is completely separate. Cool. All right. Your turn. Time. My turn. Let's go straight to the top. That's a short one. JDM car market or drift culture? So do you guys know what this is? Yeah. No, I knew what that is. JDM. The, the, the young guys that they've um, become quite popular over the last year or two, mm-hmm. I believe. JDM is Japanese domestic market. Oh, okay. No, so this, oh, is, wow. a, so this is a car question? No, there's the JDM that... Um, they do the raffles for the cars. Oh, wait, what? The raffles well, they weren't clear as to which one it was, but that says JDM car market, and then and drift culture. Yeah, drift, drift culture. No, well, is that another company? Because they're two things that just exist and happen. Like yeah. so JDM is Japanese domestic market, so you get like you know your, your Supras, your Toyotas, your Nissan, yeah. lots of stuff that's come out of Japan, and they're predominantly what they use. So is it like, you know, in that case, do you, would you use, I've seen like Fast and Furious, right? That's the only drifting that I know. Yeah. Um, so in that case, uh, would you use the blockchain to track again the spare parts? Like that, you know, NOS. Yeah. You know? Well, no. That's cool, right? I'm A lot of the vehicles that are sold yes. in the Japanese domestic market, mm-hmm aren't necessarily exported in bulk, if that makes sense. Okay. So there'd be particular versions or editions of cars that are released in Japan that you could not buy here brand new. So then... So is it a supply chain thing? Well, they do that to to, um, follow authenticity? Is that what you're doing? No, no, it it could be. But like those vehicles are then imported later on, usually as second-hand vehicles, and what they call great imports. So that being the case, mm-hmm. the manufacturers or, or providers out here like Toyota Australia aren't necessarily going to have parts for that specific model car mm-hmm. because it was never sold here. Okay. But Toyota right. of them haven't been imported. So how can so, we, so a lot of the parts will then have to come from overseas, yes. be sourced. So supply chain? <laughs> supply yeah, chain is supply one. Chain. So yes, you have so to you say like so, so that's how you see like um, how supply chain well, can be. Well, that's, that, that's the authentic factory parts. Yes. But then there's a massive aftermarket parts, mm-hmm. you know, market for So are you talking right? about digital twins? Essentially. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So is that okay. the reason why you would use the blockchain? Or? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know that you would necessarily have to in this instance. Yeah. 
Um, maybe with the factory parts to prove authenticity, mm -hmm. but if you were buying a brand new aftermarket part, I don't know that, that, that question was has to be yeah. on the blockchain. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think definitely we should go on like lifting tour. Yeah. I, I Just know. to really investigate. Really, I think we need to get a bit more <laughs> about drifting. So, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go. No, Alright. Alright. POS versus POW. Security, gas, etc. I mean, so why would the blockchain be That's already blockchain. That's already blockchain. No. No. <laughs> Done. That's <laughs> the easiest one. Why could they answer like, ask questions it's like that? blockchain? Well, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect, right. perfect example yeah, yeah, yeah. of how the blockchain How can blockchain technology be used in small physical trackable assets like water, earrings and jewellery? Wow. That's a, that's a good question. Like small things, that's like not small be physical in. trackable. So if you like earrings, you can't put a QR code on earrings are already getting tracked. How do they get diamonds? Laser, 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 um, ethical sourcing. Ethical sourcing. Yeah. So when you say like, he, uh, no, not water, she said watchers. Uh, <laughs> I was watchers. like, oh, that's, how are we going to track water? As well. Yes. Yeah, right. that's a luxury. Do they, do they uh, attract watchers on the blockchain? They're pretty sure they figured a way to do it, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. chain has yep. started, started down there. chain. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And they have their own um, token as well, right? Is it WeChain? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't don't look too much into it, but yeah. I know they're in the supply chain game mm -hmm. for products, watches, all sorts. Yeah. So the only if you take the um, the small physical trackable assets, I would say that the smallest thing we know is like the, the diamonds, and they get like uh, laser yeah. for tracking. Yeah. And um, and you know, look, there are there's still so many things out there that needs um, solutions like tracking wine. Or even the water, where did the water really, the source, they say like, oh, it's from New Zealand, mm. but how do you know it's from New Zealand? Mm. Really? They have a big problem with fish and meat that they didn't mm. Like so many cans of tuna or something, they like make all these claims, but there's absolutely no way yeah. to check whether it's true or not. Yeah. Mm. And even apparently meat, 90% of meat in China that says it's something isn't actually what it, it what says it, it is, is right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, with the, um, if we come back to this on uh, how you know to track these um, assets, water, sorry, watches, <laughs> and uh, jewelry. So, if you talk about that, you know, for example, as, as a use case, right? If you say uh, how to track a watch, how, how would you do it? Like, would you use the like again, like, would you have a laser at the you know, in the casing? Um, like James Bond, you make one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. So I would say, like, you know, once you have, you know, every every watch has its a serial um, serial number. Number. Yeah. 
So that could be something that you would use, right? But you can't just yeah. see the number per se, but... I'd say if you had a QR code sketch like Rolexes, they have the certificate of authenticity, mm. where the Rolex, if it goes digital, they could have that on the back of the watch like they already have, but have that as a QR code. And when you sell that to a jewelry store or you sell that to someone on an open market, they scan and claim that they're now the new owner and new yeah. owner and you get that whole mm. supply process so basically that's where it's coming that from. That has to be created. So the first entry goes in, say, from Rolex. That's correct. Let's, yeah. talk, let's not okay. talk about Rolex, let's talk about Tag Player. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Tag, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> right? So uh, with Tag, first of all, they put the uh, record out there, then they know, okay, they have given uh, these uh, watches mm -hmm. to these stores, um, these stores and yes. they scan it in. So yes. it yeah. shows a record that gone from Tag Heuer to right. uh, that particular store. And when they sell that item to the customer, they can say like, okay, what is your details? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then they get it. A lot of luxury brands are doing it now. Gucci's doing it, Louis Vuitton's yeah. doing it. They have digital twins, they have NFTs that are attached to it to um, prove authenticity, to follow it through, to make it, to avoid theft and stuff, yeah. and it's mm. all the serial codes are put onto the blockchain. So, so that way, with the current owner being tracked the entire way through the blockchain, mm -hmm. when Bob at the pub yes. tries to sell you this lovely watch, yeah, I'm not saying no, Bob. And you, yeah. can, well, but what, if you scan it, it yes. you scan it, and it comes up on the blockchain and says, no, no, Bob's the legitimate owner, yeah. you're probably okay. But if it says that it's Fred or that it came from a store, that, mm. you know, if it, if it hasn't got yeah. The owner will be able to pass on that ownership and everyone else That's is right. only able to view that ownership. Yeah. So and the know. only thing is, what if that owner decides, I, you know, who, but if, if people, I mean, like, it has to be educated to everyone who's, who, who can, well, who wants to buy a tag saying make sure that you, know, you because for example now what if they die? I, yeah what if they die or I, I i just you know sell you the uh, watch but i might not transfer the thing so it's like oh i'm the last person and then bob gets it so bob like i said i believe in every human right yeah so bob's being true he goes and sell it to craig mm -hmm. and creates a scan you're like oh bob you're not the one because oh well, Posey did not transfer it to Bob. Posey just but it makes it put like such a, a burden on yeah. But now and everything sure is as as hard. Yeah. But that means you have to register every single thing, mm. right? Maybe it's like well, a, you incentivize people to keep that higher value and authenticity on there. Mm. You know, so you it could be like a to carry that on and switch ownership. Pretty much like a car. So would it be like an app by Tag Heuer or? Probably. Yeah. Um, but on, on top of that, just on what we were just speaking about, these are things that the industry is already dealing with. Like yeah. Some, somebody like, bought this watch it, can you tell me if it's genuine? Yeah. So if it goes back to that manufacturer or a authorised distributor dealer, you yes. know, jeweller, whatever the case may be, yeah. then they may well have the permission to look at it and go, you know, that one is legitimate and trace it back through and say, okay, you are now the owner and add a new record and problem solved. Mm. So you can go like an authorised dealer that's that right. they can yeah. check. And, and then that would maybe get kicked up to the to, to the top if it was tagged, for example, that were the only ones that could, you know. Yeah. But like going back to that point, I'm actually curious, and since this is the last question, why not hash it out for everything? Yeah. We've, the, the, what the blockchain is bringing is sovereignty and um, having to 
take the responsibility of all your own assets. Mm -hmm. You know, so what what are we? Where are we at at this point in time? If everyone is registered owner and everyone's taking really strong control of their assets and their belongings and all that stuff, and you have to guard your private key and all these things, how is this stuff protected? If someone dies and they have a will, how is it? You know, who knows what's out there for them, or what they had in their wallet, or how does it get transferred, or what do you do if you legitimately got it but it's not in your net? Like, what mm -hmm. what are these? I what's happening here? Well, like, what's that next step? Well, I guess that'd be something where it's just like using a Web two app where your partner has access to that app. You don't, even re you don't even realize you're using the blockchain, yes. and maybe it might be something where you've got a if it's something very valuable, you've got to put that um, death certificate forward and say, this is a matter. Who do you put it forward to? Well, yeah, and that's the issue. That can yeah. be a little too dark here. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, your seed phrase for your wallet, yeah. you would keep stored somewhere safe. Yeah. Um, let's just say it's in a safety deposit box, and access to that safety deposit box will get passed mm -hmm. to somebody else. Yeah. So this is something in everyone needs to be educated about. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's an asset. Yeah. Like accessing that wallet, that wallet has assets in it, so that yeah. wallet itself is therefore an mm -hmm. asset and should be considered. Then. Yeah, I mean, like, this is what, like, with the whole SBT, like, soul bound tokens, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. And you know, just if I lose my, you know, what do you call access to it, who's how do we access mm -hmm. to it after that, you know? Are you gonna burn it? No, I think this is what, like, Vitalik was like, you know, that's okay, we had been a white paper on how that SPT is yeah. handled. Like, there will be some central authorities that you might be able to access yeah. those things. I think they're like good questions to have, and yeah. it's so good that we are so early in this in this space <coughs> that we are, you know, asking, like, give, like, I don't know, three years looking back, you're like, oh, that was easy. I don't know why we didn't, didn't think like that. You know? yeah. But always looking back, it makes a lot of sense. But looking forward, you just don't know what you don't know, right? So, yeah. and, I, and I think the biggest one for that is we're thinking down the blockchain private key rabbit hole, yep. where the blockchain's going to be there and be used, mm. but it's going to be just like any other Web 2 app. Yeah. Yeah. Email, password, login, yeah. ownership mm. in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the Web three auth, right? Yeah. I mean, with that, that's a that's a game changer. I mean, um, in yesterday's uh, meetup, uh, we had a few uh, other people like you know ask a question like, oh, what is this? Um, you know, I don't know about um, MetaMask and all that stuff. I'm yeah. having my phone everywhere. Yeah. What if I get stolen and all that, right? Yeah. So I think with regards to the um, having that uh, Web three auth, that's a little bit different. I would say like you know, we can onboard a lot of people, but at the same time, um, you know what my concern is that the more people we onboard without the education of yeah. the Web three, the high risk of losing a lot of things. Yeah, that's what know? I think as it's, well. Because yeah. anything can happen. Like when you think about it, as long as there's a real life physical thing attached to it, like you're reading in the paper every day, like oh people lost their um, hard drive where their stuff was stored yeah. or their, their cold wallet or their house burnt down and they lost and then suddenly there's no backup or like people never think that something like that is going to happen to them mm. until it does yeah so you know or someone thought oh I'll you know separate it and put it here and in another room to be safe and then they lose the whole house yeah. do, do you know what I mean like yeah. 
right? Mm -hmm. And we did not know when we embarked on that journey, but now we have a really good understanding of how that part works and um, like everything else. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. Do we have time? I want to throw out one more yes, one. Yes, we do have time. <laughs> All right, really quick one. So I'm, I'm going to pick my own industry now. Yeah. Um, Ice cream. Well, okay, <laughs> but, but specifically, mobile ice cream, so you missed a whippy, or it could be a taco truck, any sort of food van. And you want to put it on the blockchain? I don't want to put it on yeah. the blockchain, I want to come up with a blockchain use, okay, except to help Oh, right. yeah. No, no, oh. you can't go supply chain, and I'm not talking papers. Yeah. How can you put a taco? We don't need to put yeah, a taco huh? truck on the blockchain necessarily, Yeah. but how would blockchain benefit those? Businesses. Um, I can't think of how food trucks, food trucks, anything, anyone? Um, what are the problems that those yeah. yeah, face? Yeah. It's not necessarily you know what it's, it, I would say that they're food, like the demographic, the food, 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 food safety, safety reasons, IoT, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's one thing. Food, food safety verification. <laughs> if we expand slightly, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of leeway here. Of course. We'll expand and assume that it's common practice for event, concert tickets, things of that nature, mm -hmm. to be issued as 1155 yeah. Yeah. NFT. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay? Now, if that information is available mm -hmm. on a publicly accessible blockchain, mm -hmm. then the food vendors will know without even requiring any third party, so we're disintermediating at this instance, I know where, right? Yeah, I know where, you're going. where the crowds are going to be at any particular date and yeah. know where to position themselves. So, so why would the blockchain come to yeah. Well, because yeah. that's where the 1155s are. So what I'm saying is it's a, it's a use for blockchain over here that's then going to benefit somebody indirectly. But how do you so, know where so, if, so if we're a food truck, we can go check these sales, see how many people are going to this event, this event, this event, and choose the best event to turn up to to sell our food All and right. get the most business. Yeah, well, I, I can we just, um, so we've got a question from the live. Someone on the live is asking about cars on the blockchain. Um, so that is actually a really great question. We sort of touched on it before. How could you get cars on the blockchain? And that's the same thing. Currently, there's some places that are doing um, things like digital twins, where they, when you buy a car, you get the digital asset with it, and that'll... Um, do things like match up to the ownership, has the VIN number, but it also provides you to like special membership and deals with the car. Or with the blockchain with cars, you can also um, have things like authenticity again mm -hmm. to authenticate like the owner, where the cars come from, all of that stuff. What are other stuff? Ways? From my side is when you've sold a car and that person doesn't swap over the ownership yes. yeah. and then you get a whole heap of fines and tolls come through yeah. and you've got to chase them Are you speaking out. from experience? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if that ownership is, say, an NFT, yes. I come to meet you, Cosy. You yeah. want to? I want to buy your car. Mm. I hand over the cash. You transfer me over the ownership then and there. Yeah. We don't got to go into Queensland Transport during work hours and do the paperwork and swap it over. And you know when um, I'm driving away, it's okay. now in my name, so all the tolls are on me and any fines are on me. And mm. Something um, yeah. I also learned today about cars because I was just looking at a project, NFT project. 
is that they've actually designed um, these cars, electrical vehicles, and have NFTs for it. And the community, they sold the NFTs to raise money for the cars and to sell the cars, and now they're building the cars for them. So they've started doing things the other way, and they're using yeah the blockchain. So it's just like a car off the plan. Basically, okay. yeah, you can design it like it was. I just heard about the project today, but it's pretty cool that electric cars and stuff, and you you know you're designing a car and it, like it's all the digital stuff and all the stuff on it. And on top of that, I seen a Twitter post a couple of days ago where someone was mining Bitcoin in their Tesla. <laughs> I have seen Tesla. that. I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting bit of information as far as vehicles and things like that on yes. the blockchain. Um, places like HSB, who I don't know if HSB are actually still around, Wall Control, wherever. Yes. Um, when they got the Holdens off the production line to then modify them That's for right. other special vehicles, yeah. they actually spray them. With, with a paint yeah, that has micro dot yes. codes in it, <laughs> so that every part on the vehicle yes, is tracked. Yeah. yeah. So now um, you put that on the blockchain. On the blockchain. blockchain. So what kind of blockchain you can put in a permission blockchain, right? Yeah. Not in the so open. Yeah. yeah. You don't want anybody else writing on that blockchain, mm -hmm. but exactly. then all the parts. Yeah. So all all the parts are trackable, and yeah. so for example, now when you say cars, now we might think that oh my god, it's so much work to start with, mm -hmm. but give uh, I don't know, 50, 60 years, and yeah. then once they become a, a classic car, yeah. yeah. now you can track, okay, where is, you know, yeah. the one of the right parts, and when, where those... Yeah, and those individual parts are then linked back to the VIN yes. of the vehicle, yeah. so that you know, so the vehicles on the blockchain, or the parts oh, separately on the blockchain, yes. if that part goes to here and another one comes over, then you know yeah. that, and, and talking of classic cars, mm -hmm. that will be absolutely invaluable in the future, because many classic cars, like they have what they call matching number cars. Okay. Where the chassis has yes. to match the engine number. So it's the same engine that it came right. out with, not just the same type, the yes. exact motor that it came out from the factory. Uh -huh. And what tends to happen is like, you know, it's motor comes out, goes somewhere, rebuilt one comes in, they rebuild your old motor, give it to somebody else. And these things all get lost and mixed up everywhere. Mm. And who knows who's got what now? Yeah. Yeah. But if there was a way for you to, to track it down, then the motor that's sitting in your car that you might not even care much about might be worth a considerable amount of money to the person that's rebuilding a car over there that wants that motor so that it's then matching numbers and increases that in value. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I think that's... There's heaps of ways to use it. I mean, like, especially in the F1 world, you might put all that on the blockchain as well so you can track how well, much... Can, isn't it? Like, that would again be a private blockchain, I would yeah, think. Yeah, private blockchain because... Per team, because they're not going to let anybody else know <laughs> yeah, what they're doing. I think when you said per team, it could be even like, oh, there are two drivers, maybe each team will also have their own... Yeah, or it might be a permission blockchain. Permission blockchain. The team only gets updated their stuff, but the FIA can see, see what's it. going on and have oversight. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So there are so many things that can be done on the uh, blockchain that income cars, not even cars, right? Yeah, motor vehicles, like with the trucks, you know, you like all the one with the... Um... So I think what we've shown today is that even though this was a bit of fun, when you think about it, um, there's so many industries at the moment that when you put your mind to it, could, could actually benefit from blockchain or could move across to the blockchain or could gain additional security on the blockchain. So I think the space is growing fast and the use cases are unlimited at this stage. Like yeah. more and more applications yeah. are coming up yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
100%. And um, I mean, on that note, are we good to call it a day? I think we're good. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. guys, thank you so much for uh, listening in um, online. We are today's the first day that we are doing a live broadcast on Insta. Uh, all this time we do Twitter Spaces, right? Yeah. And then we, you know, use the same content that goes on our um, uh, blog as well. So please send us your comments and like and share. And um, oh, any topic suggestions any or topics. questions yeah. and topics? And, yeah, yeah. And, and questions. And uh, please send us suggestions because we, uh, like I said before, so we are enthusiasts in this space. Uh, we love it. We are like so passionate about the space. And um, and yeah. We just want to hear from you as well what you have to say about um, this podcast and please send your suggestions and we had a few suggestions about some um, some audio, it's not clear, uh, but we are working on that, right? Uh, it's like the Web3 space, we are still learning. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what it is, so what I would like to say to everyone is like, look, you know, sometimes we can sit back and wait for things or otherwise we can just really learn and move forward um, with the community. I mean, that's what we found out yesterday, right? Yeah. So um, just before we leave, I would like to uh, mention again. So we have we, we have a meetup in Gold Coast um, every month, first Tuesday of every month. We'll be having our meetup. So we want to keep the meetups more fun, and we don't want to start with like all so, go super technical about it. It's more like bringing uh, passionate people together and talking about how can we add value. Um, you know, if you start talking about how we can make money, I think that's not the message that we want to send anyone. Uh, we are too early at the moment. We don't want to, um, you know, uh, instead of doing that, I would like to, you know, just say it like let's let's bring all the industries like, you know, together and let's have like some good discussions like what really matters, uh, what really would add value. Because not just because it's cool to be on the blockchain doesn't mean that you should go on the blockchain. I mean, you've mentioned it a few yeah. times, so. On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you uh, next week. See ya. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.